0: It's Sergio Brown from the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're listening to the Gridiron Show. Now, give me two claps in the Rick Flair.
1: <laughs> Woo!
0: show in association with sports travel tours sports travel for sports fans by sports fans we've had the new york giants go absolutely nuts the jacksonville jaguars turning the afc south into a powerhouse and the cleveland browns continuing to be utter trash it's just day one of free agency and so much has happened so here is a bonus podcast of just me and ollie talking all the big free agency deals this is the gridiron show Will Gavin and Oli Hunter, as aforementioned, both in the studio. This is the Gridiron Show in association with Sports Travel Tours. Keep checking them out at sportstraveltours.com. Please, if you're thinking about coming on our trip, make sure you've got some money saved because we're not that far away from the announcement of the 2016 schedule, at which point we will be... Schedule,
1: schedule? I'm a schedule man, but I know, and I've noticed this, you're definitely a schedule man. But I don't mean to be. I feel like I want to be a schedule man. and I Please be... Well... Be a scheduled person. It's just like you used to be the St. Louis Rams. <laughs> i like one show. I said St. Louis once. You said it all the time. I did it on one show once, like two
0: years ago, and uh, you've never really let me live it down. Will it there wasn't more than that. It was like three years ago. This is weird, Ollie, because... it's Four years ago. This no, is three the, years This ago. is the last time we're going to be recording in these studios because the new job starts next week. I did some tweeting, some announcing about it. Uh, the difference of me from three and a half years ago when I got a photo taken just before the Olympics... I look haggard. I genuinely like the difference between that that beautiful little baby-faced
1: young man who moved to the big city with dreams of
0: being in radio. But
1: basically, you look like a, a ginger Adam Farcurson. And now I know that's very niche for everybody <laughs> here, <laughs> and it only works with Adam. But you did, and uh, someone replied and said that you'd gone from geek to hipster. And uh, I'm pretty hipster, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you've got the hipster beard and the glasses and the and the quaffed hair the commode hair are you just a little bit gutted you can't quaff <laughs> it's been a long time since i could quaff
0: <laughs> uh, yeah but this, it feels weirdly like an end of an era even though actually to the listeners at home nothing's gonna change we're just gonna record in a new studio and it's or at co- your house and maybe at my house and other than that it's gonna be basically exactly the same but for me this feels like like this is my last shift here at global and I'm not in any way sad about that, but I'm a little bit sad about the fact that it's our last time recording here.
1: And we're not in our usual recording studio no we're in the fancy radio x studio where
0: chris Moyles does his free podcast from yeah
1: i waved at him the other day when we we saw him from through the glass he didn't wave back i was gonna say he's not big on people like he hates the fact that the studio has a glass front on it like when
0: he first came and people were all very excited about it people would just go and watch him through the glass and then he'd slag them off on air that was kind of the way it worked. but uh i love chris gonna miss him as well yeah. his, our little morning yeah. chats he loves coming in and telling me what a brilliant broadcaster Steve Allen is. I'm like, yeah, it's all because he's got a great producer, mate. Not producer anymore, now now. Presenter. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to expect uh, big things from you, Ollie. Hunter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to expect
0: you to start treating me like royalty.
1: <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> you it don't, really isn't. You know Your how wife <laughs> hasn't. <laughs> in fact, she's
0: treating you worse. You know how <laughs> Nat Coombs has become a massive egotist uh, over the past few years. That's what I'm going to turn into.
1: Nat has always been everything. <laughs> Only glorious and lovely to me. That <laughs> is genuinely the nicest unlike, guy in the world. Unlike you, who, <laughs> your ego, we could barely fit through that door because uh, of your ego. Brilliant. So, uh,
0: we're doing the show. It's the second show in a week, because basically so much happened in free agency yesterday. You could have followed, followed us on the live blog at gridiron-magazine.com. I was doing that all the way through the night. Sherry, earlier on. I tried to add a little mirth to my kind of sections of it, because I was trying to have a bit of fun with it. Was Sherry doing the blog in a northern style <laughs> in a no- it yes. is northern drawl if you've ever read train spotting you know how it's quite difficult to get into the first few chapters because he's writing it as if it's scottish the, the that, phonetically phonetically <laughs> that's the word you, i was looking for that's what sherry is when he's when he's uh, writing a live blog is all why
1: i man why <laughs> i i support man united like
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm. Oh, sorry, just having a little drink of water. No, uh, no, no, fair enough, do it. Uh, yeah, I,
0: and announcing it on the podcast, and not editing it out, because ideally we can do this in one shot without having to edit
1: anything. That would be delightful. Yeah, so things like <laughs> don't work. <laughs> <You're a> <laughs> <prick>. <laughs> I genuinely hate you sometimes. Oh. So what's been, go- what's
0: been going on in free agency? Will? There is so much to get into. Uh, we're in day two right now, and not a huge amount has happened in day two quite yet. Tom Brady has done a new contract, uh, which... Um, Basically puts him in, uh, puts the team in a slightly better cap position. He'll only be 14 million against the cap the next two years, 22 million beyond that. It's extension for two years, so he potentially, under his current, current contract, could play until he's 42 years
1: old. Please don't. Please retire. You know he's gonna do it. Oh god. He's like... And how many... T- at least one more ring before he retires do you think it's reasonably miraculous the rate at which he's playing
0: but other than that we've not had a huge amount of other stuff come through today so the great big running order that I sent through yesterday with all of the various bits of uh, information on it still kind of stands which I'm pretty delighted about so uh, we're going to run through all the big deals from yesterday give our opinions on them let you know what we thought uh, and get some reaction from around the league around the uh, the Twitter sphere and everywhere else and uh, Ollie Hunter they're genuinely is only one place we can start and I think it was the big shock deal of the day even though a lot had been talked about it But Brock Osweiler spurns the Broncos to sign a four-year, $72 million deal
1: with... Oh, what's this noise? (laughs) I quite liked it, though. It was was really (laughs) well-timed. Brock Osweiler. (laughs) Oh, what's this noise?
0: (laughs) Oh, I don't know. What has happened here? Basically, no, they weren't bluffing. They went in and they put big money on the table. Uh, Apparently, uh, Elway was only willing to go to... Sixty-two million. I think it worked out. Sixteen million a year over four years. They've paid seventy-two million dollars. A huge uh, amount of that is guaranteed as well for a guy who's had seven average starts in the NFL. It's an <laughs> absolutely giant contract uh, for you. It's, I mean, let's talk about the Broncos first because they've lost a loss of pieces over the last couple of days. <clears throat> we were expecting this. There was always a possibility that this was going to happen. Uh, but John Elway's reaction was hilarious because I think we all kind of thought that he was going to resign there. And John Elway put out this big statement on the Broncos website saying, "We've stayed true to our philosophy, building with players who want to be here." And whilst the money is a huge factor here, I mean, are getting eighteen million a year is ridiculous. The fact is, is that we're hearing more and more now that people, he hasn't spoken to any of his teammates since they put that first 45 million three-year deal on the table. Uh, He hasn't really spoken to many of them since the Super Bowl, and it seems like he genuinely was annoyed that he uh, got dropped for terrible Peyton Manning.
1: I mean, you would be, but then it is terrible Peyton Manning, and terrible Peyton Manning is still half of that is Peyton Manning. Um, I would think that Osweiler had felt, he felt spurned by... The Denver Broncos, spurned by his, some of his teammates, even though, I, by all accounts, many tried to reach out to him and 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 talk to him and and, and and such. Like, I think the the only real winner in any of this is Brock Osweiler's agent and Brock Osweiler because <laughs> they've managed to do the the ultimate thing, which is play two teams off against each other the Denver Broncos and I think John Elway is in the ultimate and prime position to judge a quarterback because he was a great quarterback himself S- so super bowl winner so what he saw in uh, in Brock Osweiler wasn't 17 million dollars per year good enough for him as a GM to go that far and retain him so i think i, th- I think that i think they've screwed the pooch I actually oh, think I disagree. They,
0: there's, a, there's a couple of uh, reactions that we've got. Chris Harris saying shocked. I thought Brock wanted to play with us. Kirk Cousins just tweeted at B Osweiler. <laughs> Because that's the only thing he does anymore. Oh, I got my nineteen million dollars. I'm really pleased with myself. Um, uh, generally, the reaction from Twitter, Matt Flynn's reaction was absolutely hilarious. What was Flynn's reaction? Uh, he said, "Wow, I know I'm going to get killed for this, and I don't have a lot of room to talk." But this latest QB contract is unbelievable. Matt Flynn, of course, the most overpaid non-QB in the in the history yeah. of the NFL. But I, the reason I say they screwed this is because. They brought this guy in, they've had him there sitting behind Peyton Manning for an entire rookie contract. They knew Peyton Manning wasn't going to last probably beyond this season, two at the most. It's a lot of why, investment, Why yeah. wasn't he signed in the off last year to a longer-term contract? Why didn't they deal with him earlier this off-season? I mean, you had the whole thing about, we're waiting for Peyton to decide whether to retire or not. But the fact is, the Broncos co- were going to co- cut... Peyton Manning anyway, but Peyton Manning came back and said, I want to play another year. Mm. The Broncos were no way they were going to pay him that sort of money to stay there. They were going to cut him anyway, so they should have got Oswald tied down early and said they let him get to free agency. And there's always going to be a team, in this case the Texans, who were desperate for a good starting quarterback and decided to throw money
1: at him. I I, I think it's ridiculous. I think you've got a really good point there regarding getting him signed up last year to a long-term contract which would have been far cheaper than anything that they would have been able to that they offered him this time you know we're talking probably less than 10 million dollars if they signed him for a three-year contract last season when he hadn't played any any meaningful snaps in the nfl so and then if you'd done well in those first two years then that's when you restructure so they did drop a bollock there however i I think as I said, I don't think Elway saw greatness in him uh, enough to be persuaded to spend that amount of that amount of money that amount of cap space and look there are there are, there's been talk of Colin Kaepernick perhaps going to the denver broncos r g three is r g three's on the table or they go into free agency uh, sorry they go into the draft they're obviously at the back end of the draft. There, Paxton there's, there's, could there's, drop there you know that kind of there's thing. there's nobody startable week one in this draft even at the very
0: top end carson wentz jared goff those guys, are, for me, aren't at the level anywhere near like an Andrew Luck, a, a Cam Newton, someone like that who's come out at the very top end of the draft in recent years. Uh, or, or Mariota and Winston, of course. Two fantastic quarterbacking. Um, uh, Mariota! Marcus Mariota! And I want to talk a bit about that Titans offense a little bit later oh, on, yeah. but uh, Kaepernick's an interesting one. Apparently they've offered the 49ers today a third and a fifth round pick for Colin Kaepernick. They won a second, uh, though, don't they, if the that's 49ers? If that's true, I'd bite their hand off. They... Uh, the 49ers want a second they seem desperate for that uh rg3 has been spoken about but apparently hasn't had any visits with the broncos or any contact with them as of yet the uh the wild card for me and the one that i think's interesting and still ain't see if hugh jackson makes any kind of move on this because obviously they're going to go and draft a quarterback at two but they probably want a competition they probably want a secondary guy there is aj mccarron uh who had A few really good starts with the Bengals while Andy Dalton was out injured. Mm. I think better than Brock Osweiler looked across his seven starts for the Broncos. Now, admittedly, uh, maybe the offensive pieces around him were a little more impressive this year. Comparatively, Like when you've got AJ Green to go deep to, then those deep throws are very much available. And yes, he is a flyer, but you're going to get him a lot cheaper than you're going to get Brock Osweiler. And uh, Elway in this statement put out this whole thing about, and even put the stats in there about how they basically won the uh, won the Super Bowl with the worst quarterback play of any team ever. So go and get an average game manager like an AJ McCarron, RG three, Colin Kaepernick—all big risks. Go and get someone like that, draft a couple of guys. Take Connor Cook, take uh, uh, Dax Preston, whatever his name is, from later in the draft. I really should know that by now. Dax Prescott. Uh, um, Prescott, that's it. I want to call him Card- Preston for some G- reason. You've
1: got Dak Prescott, you've got Cardell Jones, you've got Hackenberg, Jacoby Brissett. There, there's a lot of guys with potential upside that perhaps aren't NFL ready. Yeah, maybe... Maybe sit for half a season, learn the offense, and then bring them in. Hack- Hackenberg's another interesting case, because, uh, obviously
0: a lot of people had him going to the Texans with the Bill O'Brien link. Um, I would say, if I mean, if I was the Texans, I would still, if Hackenberg is available in the second round when they come back round again, I'd still take Christian Hackenberg. I know you've just gone and spent big on Brock Os- Osweiler, but it's still a risk because of the small sample size. Mm. Bill O'Brien knows Christian Hackenberg we know he's got the raw skills but at Penn State with all of their issues being able to recruit in recent seasons it means that they have been unable to really put the offensive line pieces around him they've not had a decent running game they've not had a uh, really a true number one college receiver since alan robinson
1: left yeah hackenberg still looked very good in the last two years i mean very good's a stretch but
0: uh, you know fits and starts his ability was fine um uh, maybe a bit stroppy he was a little bit jay Cutlerish at times which i didn't like uh, uh, no one um, likes um, that but uh, yeah i'd still consider taking him T- talking about the texans i mean the uh, the uh, deals that they've done there they've, they've brought in osweiler and they've also brought in lamar miller um from
1: uh from miami we so thought this is an interesting in move but what do you make of that because for me it, it's sort of a, a slight downgrade on arian foster who of course they let go but it is a a fitter version of arian foster but not quite as good now without
0: arian foster it was interesting at the end of last season is that everyone said that there was no way you were going to replace him that he had no opportunity at all Uh, And yes, early on when he first went out, we saw some issues. But actually that backfield there in Texas, whether it was... Polk, whether it was Alfred Blue, mm. they were averaging over four and a half yards a carry down that stretch, and they were it, averaging over 100 yards a game in the last four, three or four games. You know, when they went down that big stretch, when their defence and their running game were winning them games, it showed that what they've got on the offensive line there where, where, with average quarterback play is a good running back can go in there and do something. I'm excited about this, because I think Lamar Miller, he's only 25, which people seem to forget. and. Yeah. He's got very little wear because, for example, in Miami, he was criminally underused considering his talent level. I think he could be a real fantasy darling this year. I think
1: that he fits their scheme really nicely. We need a drop for that. We need someone very cams. A oh, fantasy darling. A fantasy darling. Uh, I really think it will be a fantasy darling, everyone. Oh, a fantasy darling. <laughs> darling <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible <laughs> uh, sorry carry on he'll be a fantasy darling so
0: we've like i'd like what the texans are doing and i think they've they've done the right thing i just don't know what the impact of osweiler is gonna be uh, we've talked about osweiler i think that was the big 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 deal of the day as it seemed but the big big spenders of the day the new york giants who in the previous five seasons they spent a combined 85.1 million dollars in guaranteed money on free agency. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, in the time it takes to play less than a half of NFL football, they spent 105.5 million guaranteed money on Olivier Vernon, Damon Harrison, and Janoris Jenkins. And do you know what? I hate it. Why do you hate that?
1: I absolutely Cuz you think they're all fantastic fantastic uh, acquisitions, or you hate that that amount of money has been splashed around from a socialist kind of point of view? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Jerry Reese, genuinely, in the space of yesterday, went from being... Uh, second on my list of most hated, uh, <laughs> GMs in the league to leapfrogging Ryan Grigson, uh, into becoming number one. Because the money he spent on these guys, Janoris Jenkins at 27, five years, $62 million. JBB, okay, 10.5 million for a guy with only seven fingers. That's one thing. And Damon Harrison is a player I like a lot, although he was paid in a big way. Five years, 46.25 million. But Olivier Vernon, who can't set the edge, who has eight good games for the Dolphins at the end of last season, and who averages seven sacks a season, got more guaranteed money in his contract yesterday than J.J. Watt has in his contract. That is utterly ludicrous. And we're going to talk about the Jags in a little while, but what I love about what the Jags did yesterday, more than the money they spent, is that the moment he crept above 15 million a season, they just went, no. They airwayed it. They were like, we're not having him. They completely stepped away. And I, I... genuinely believe I, I the Giants might be trying to be win now they might be trying to show that okay we've got this offensive ability with uh, Eli's probably only got three or four seasons and, and of course uh, Odell Beckham no real running game to speak of so let's go out and try and turn the defense around with some splashy signings I think they're going to be a bust I, I think they're actually we're going to look back on this in a year's time and go wow they spent way
1: too much money mm. Jerry Reese is out of a job it's it's It is an incredible amount of money to spend. And we saw with, uh, the Miami Dolphins last year, just by adding the best, and he was the best, the the second best defensive player on, on the line. If you just add that piece in Ndumakan Sue, it doesn't necessarily mean that your whole defense is going to get better. Um, Olivier Vernon is not as good as Ndumakan Sue. But, but that's kind of the point I'm making is that Ndumakan
0: Sue, when he started early, uh, he didn't impress early on, and some people were questioning his work ethic and his off the field and everything else. He had a phenomenal second half of the year, and he was taking up two blockers. And when that happens, Olivier Vernon has a lot more space on that side of the line and can make plays. Cameron Wake's not there, wasn't their number one pass rusher because of his injury, so the focus went on to Olivier Vernon. So he had a perfect situation mm. to go out and make up a contract like this. Instead, he's going to be going into, uh, he's going to be going into New York where, okay. Yes, they brought in Damon Harrison, who I like a lot. But he's a run-stuffer. He's not a guy who's going to take up two offensive linemen with his pressure up front like Ndamukong Suh does. Uh, they've got Hankins, who's a decent player. They've got Jason Pierre-Paul, who uh, we don't really know what we're going to expect from him next year because he still looks like he struggles to wrap players up. And you, you're basically expecting Olivia Vernon to go there and play like Von Miller. And I just don't see him as that sort of player. I I I genuinely think the
1: Giants have screwed it. So when you, you mentioned Von Miller... He hasn't been tied down yet. He he, he was franchise tag, franchise tagged. Sorry, um, a, a, about a week ago. How much does that? How much is he worth now? If Olivier Vernon is worth fifty-two million gu- and a half guaranteed. 85 million over five years how much do they pay for von von miller if olivier
0: vernon is worth 52.5 million guaranteed somebody is going to have to spend their entire cap on von miller yeah they're going to have to play one player in every position because that's the difference in quality between these two players von miller will look at this contract and say right (laughs) i'm getting 60 odd million guaranteed i'm probably looking at 20 million plus a year you know jj watt got just over 100 million for a six-year contract i think he'll expect 100 million over five
1: years with at least 60 of it guaranteed that's qb money and i,
0: I think it's bigger than qb money even. well
1: yeah it is so qb money is uh, 19 the average so i, I mean uh, the giants have basically stuffed it up for a lot of people <laughs> and, and a lot I, of teams
0: and not just that but a corner as well there are corners on the market who are going to be looking and saying uh you know josh norman maybe uh in carolina um the the guy actually the guy who uh janoris jenkins is leaving behind in uh in st louis st louis sorry <laughs> <laughs> like those deals are going to be deals where it's some big big money <laughs> it's the wrong c now i don't even have to get it right <laughs> no. because it's now the wrong city um But I think it brings us on quite nicely to speaking about the Dolphins as well. Uh, Apparently, from Mike Tannenbaum, had a bit of a rough day yesterday. We heard a lot of deals that they were involved in and didn't get to close in on, didn't manage to make the signing. They obviously lost players, whether it was Olivier Vernon, who's a guy they didn't want to lose him. I mean, if you can keep him there and keep his production going alongside Sue, great. But they just weren't willing to spend on him. But rescinding the transition tag might be the best thing he's done because with the size of that contract, the Dolphins are now... They were never going to match that off a mm. sheet. By rescinding the transition tag, they make themselves available for a compensatory pick and it's going to be the highest compensatory pick that's possible for them to get
1: considering how much he's been paid. So that was good. So just explain for for perhaps those that that don't know what a compensatory pick is and there must there will be a few out there just explain to me what that actually involves is it an extra pick within a particular round
0: yeah so in addition to the 32 picks in each of the rounds there's 32 compensatory picks every season essentially a whole extra round um and it's awarded to teams who have lost Good free agents, basically <laughs> that um when somebody goes and they get a big contract elsewhere they get uh, and they haven 't gone in and signed other free agents with that and I think they only start in the third round. I want to double check that i 'm correct on that i don 't think you get them at the end of the second. I think they start at the end of the third mm-hmm. and go down to the seventh so i I expect they 'll get a third round pick. they start at the end of the third, so they 'll get pick number thirty three in the third round you know okay that 's not a phenomenal pick it 's not a first round pick but it's not bad and then i look at what else they well, it's, a, it's better than a kick in the teeth exactly yeah <laughs> and then i look at what they else they did yesterday the, the trade information with the eagles came through uh, bringing in kiko alonso and bringing in byron maxwell two guys who okay neither of them i think uh uh they're not elite anymore elite players exactly but kiko alonso has potential byron maxwell has been a good corner in this league they cut brent grimes which saved them quite a lot of money and to get those two players all they did was move back five spots in the first round and everyone saw first round picks eight slots how are they getting first round picks involved in this but Simon Clancy our very own draft expert said there's probably only two talents he's watched the top 45 and watched a lot of tape of those kind of players and he said there's only two talents he sees as truly elite in this draft neither of them are still going to be there at eight so why not drop to 13 improve a defence which needed extra pieces needed Mm. extra depth and actually, probably get a player that you've got as much risk reward with as you would taking somebody at eight anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean, five play five places is absolutely nothing. Anything can happen when it comes to that f- that first round of draft day. And, and don't get
0: me wrong; there've been some drafts. If you look back at two thousand and eleven, for example, there are some drafts where the difference between eight and eleven is absolutely unbelievable. Like you look at eight and thirteen. Eight and 13, sorry. So just to give you the top uh seven or eight players from that draft, Cam Newton, Von Miller, Marcel Darius, AJ Green, Patrick Peterson, Julio Jones, Alden Smith, Tyron Smith, JJ Watt, all taken in the first 11 picks. I miss Jake Locker and Blaine Gabbert. I'm sorry I did that.
1: Um, Blaine Gabbert is your QB. Stop it. How dare you? <laughs> stop it. He's, he's, <laughs> he can run fast.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs>
1: he did it twice.
0: <laughs> stop it uh the 49ers by the way <laughs> have managed to do
1: nothing literally nothing it's been hilarious well that 8 to 13 pick last season atlanta falcons picked up uh vic beasley giants eric flowers the the rams todd Gurley, trey waynes for the vikings Danny Shelton for the Browns, and Andrus Pete for the Saints. So the, Devontae Parker at 14 with the Dolphins. There really is, you know, these yeah. players are all about the same, apart from, you'd possibly say, Todd Gurley.
0: There's value to be found there, but I yeah. do think the Dolphins are a worse team right now. Uh, they brought in Mario Williams, $8 million a year. Uh, they're spending oh, $8.5 eight million dollars a year over two years, obviously. Yeah, Bills didn't want to keep him. and A lot less than he was being paid at the Bills, but... A big character issue, guy. Potentially, he didn't want to play for the team last year. He made that quite clear. His teammates seem happy that he's gone. That's a concern for me. But actually, in that defense with Sue eating up that, uh, I, I think him and Sue could get a lot of sacks next year if he is does. Wake going to be go available for? for I, I don't know. Start? I don't know if Cam Wake is there. He's going to. I think his cap hits eight or nine million dollars this year. Coming off the knee injury, yeah. he's thirty four, thirty five years old because of his time in the CFL. People forget how old he is. Yeah. So I'd be surprised if he is I mean, still he was there. Fantastic unless fantastic before he got injured. If he can sign like a... If he can come back and rework his deal and take like three or four million a year, something like that, which he might be willing to do at his age. I don't know. They've And CJ Anderson, he's been in the building today as well. Signed a four-year offer sheet. The Broncos have five days to match that because he's a, a restricted free agent. You know, Adam Gase knows CJ Anderson from his time at the Broncos. That's potentially an interesting signing to replace Miller. So
1: I don't... They, it's not well, like the 1 2 with J.H.I.E., London's J.H.I.E., <laughs> <laughs> That 1 2, that could be that could be quite interesting.
0: They've they've not had a bad day, but they've not had a good day. They they they've I think they've got worse but not as you know, it's
1: not like the Browns where they've lost four starters yeah. and not replaced them with anyone. What was that? There's a quote from from Sashi Brown who who said, oh, you put this in a, in our running order?" What what was it? Sa- Were- Sashi Brown
0: said that um uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. So, what Sashi's exact words were, were, it is our, it is key to us to retain free agents. To retain our own free agents, that's key to our so it's philosophy. Like starting
1: free agents, yeah, it's key
0: yeah. to our philosophy. And he said that on a day where they lost four
1: <laughs> of them. <laughs> that's so Browns. Uh, yeah, I, why do Alex, the Browns keep doing this? Alex
0: Mack, Travis Benjamin, Mitchell Schwartz, and Tashawn Gibson all out of the door. That's nearly four thousand snaps. Over two thousand <laughs> of them on the O line, and they haven't even got rid of Johnny manzo yet. Browns. Oh I mean, my god, uh, just terrible. What's the point? um <laughs> Just to quickly mention uh, we 've been we gave Harry Roseman a lot of love on the last podcast they 've also brought in chase Daniel. I love that three Why? years three years twenty one million dollars might be big money, but Doug Peterson knows him from his time in k c he 's a guy who a lot of people think could be a starter in this league he goes in and immediately has a quarterback uh, not controversy
1: but uh, a battle with uh, with Sam Bradford well it, it was confirmed today that Bradford is the number one yeah, and I've... Daniel is the number two but we've seen that flip flop in, in various teams along the way do you think do you think learning and sitting fr- behind Alex Smith for the last couple of years that can only do good things for him and plus also the way that um, the, the Eagles will play
0: yeah, I do, I do. I think that they also signed Brandon Brooks, who's uh, one of the top guards who was available. Uh, they brought in Rodney McLeod, uh, who, uh, to help the back end of the defense. Uh, five years, 37 million that was. That's quite a big deal. They 17 took him off the million Rams. guaranteed though. It's big money, but I think he's the sort of player they really need there. And he's an improvement for me on the likes of, um, Byron Maxwell. So I, li- I really like what the Eagles have done. I still think they're a little bit rebuilding, but they're in, A division which could be weak this season. It's
1: unbelievable how much rebuilding they have to do. Just a few years (laughs) after bringing in... (laughs) <laughs> the genius the genius chip kelly that I, 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 or chelly chippy as i call him um and now that's going to happen to your club as well it's just no it's not it's, it's not going to happen to our club it's just baffling <laughs> I, i'm convinced it it's definitely will uh
0: the dolphins did lose the other player they lost was Derek shelby he ended up going to the atlanta falcons who had a bit of a weird day they brought in alex mack as well who i thought was a great signing and we'll talk about wide receivers in a little while um uh, what, what I thought was quite interesting is Mitchell Schwartz going to Kansas City. Um they re signed Tamba Harley they re signed um Jay Haywood. Derek Johnson. They re-signed Derek Johnson, which is a big, big re signing. And actually uh, I think that is we talked. we just talked about it with the Browns. That's massively key for them. Then they brought in Mitchell Schwartz as a right tackle who in a league where you've got Khalil Mack, you've got uh Von Miller, you've got DeMarcus Ware, you've now got Bruce Irving, which we'll get onto in a mm. while. It, Yeah, a good quality right tackle to match with your pro bowl, all pro level quality left tackle, and a decent interior line, KC have only improved. However, thanks to tapping up uh, Jerry Macklin, we did find out yesterday they're going to be losing a third round pick this year, and a fifth round pick in the future, or a sixth round pick, something like that. Mm -hmm. Big... the situation in the pacific is worse than reported the japanese are planning something big what's the target midway from the director of independence day a couple dozen planes against all japanese fleet we got the order to launch discover the incredible true story today we're gonna be underdogs of the world war ii battle good luck boys fire midway download and keep now fines to the team as well uh yeah we we're gonna put out we've got some uh, really good uh, audio with the chiefs because we spoke to shikandrick west and we spoke with clark hunt who is the uh one of the principal owners and, and the ceo of the team it's a shame we didn't get to meet him after this <laughs> to see what his reaction well, would yeah. have been but i just i kind of want to just even if just in passing KC i think had a really good day
1: yesterday. well how big a, a loss will it be to have let jeff allen go to the texans guard a 12 million dollar guaranteed 28 million dollars over four years i mean i thought he did okay last season and that will be a bit of a miss in that 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 center of that line yeah I, I
0: i understand what you're saying but i like ben grubbs a lot i've got a lot of time grubbs for him, him. <laughs> <laughs> i i think he's a, <laughs> so ridiculous what? Uh, <laughs> um and it it kind of depends. If, if I, I, Eric Fisher, I've kind of put a lot of pressure on him there. I think he can be that sort of level of tackle. Maybe he's more of a right tackle and Mitchell Swartz could kick to left. I don't know. I I think the line will be a point of strength for them. Yeah. That's my point. Okay. Je- Jeff Allen, yes, a loss. But I, uh, like I say I do love Ben Grubbs a lot. I thought Tardiff Duvernay was really good. Uh, yeah, I, I think Kansas City, they're going to continue to protect their quarterback. He's going to continue to not make mistakes, and they can continue to grow as a team.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't I can't argue with that, and of course we love the fact that the Chiefs will be getting stronger. What else did you like from yesterday? Uh, I'm just looking down at, uh, at at some of the acquisitions, the movement, the trades. I mean, you mentioned uh, Bruce Irvin going from Seattle to Oakland. We talked about it on Monday. Where would he likely end up? I think that's actually a really good acquisition from Oakland, and they've they splashed quite big. Um, uh, in free agency with uh, with Kalecci Osmelli as well. So well,
0: I, I think there are two teams we need to talk about here, is Oakland and Jacksonville. And when we talk about the 49ers before, they were a team with 60 million plus dollars in cap space and have done nothing. Whereas Jacksonville and Oakland have gone out and done exactly what I think they needed to do and improved... I, I hate... Picking up free agents so that you can go elsewhere in the draft. I don't like that. I think it's, you should go for best player available. But they've clearly got needs there. Bruce Irving... Okay, I, 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 I slated bruce Irving in the last show and basically suggested that he wasn't going to fit anywhere else like he does in seattle and i expected a byron maxwell style drop off from him if there's a situation for him which could be no better than going to the raiders where he's going to get 10 million dollars a year get to play opposite khalil Mack, who's going to be taking up so much of that space on the edge actually it's Kind of ideal for what they want to be doing. They've mm. also gone out and signed a former Chiefs corner, Sean Smith, who I love. Yeah, I, Sean Smith uh, again, similar sort of contract, ten million dollars a year. It's big
1: money, but I desperately wanted him in San in the other side of the bay. Well, where Eric Peters was brilliant for Kansas City, and the, and he got all of the plaudits. Main, Marcus Peters, sorry, he got all the plaudits for uh, being a rookie, having a really good, great rookie season. Actually, Sean Smith was the guy that was. The leader in most, um, most aspects on that defense in, in that secondary and actually t- sort of tying it all together and, and being rather solid. So I think that's a fantastic pickup. And the Raiders had real problems w- despite Charles Woods, Charles Woodson and all of those interceptions, but their secondary was terrible last year. So this, this could actually elevate everybody else. And
0: Kalichi Osameli is exactly the sort of player they need on their line. Tough big we don't know what they're doing at left tackle yet because we haven't heard about what's happening with donald penn obviously an older guy uh, there have been a couple of other tackles that they've been looking at uh one of them in kelvin beecham obviously from the pittsburgh steelers who we spoke to we'll get on to some re-signatures actually in, in a short minute but um i uh yeah i like what the raiders have done i think they need to improve at running back latavius murray didn't show me enough last year oh and well, I... I
1: disagree i think latavius murray did show me enough i th- I think it was just overused i
0: i like him i I think he's got a uh, great lateral movement i think he goes sideline to sideline well i think he can catch the ball but i'd really like to see them to get they, they like That system likes to spread the guys out. It likes people who can g- go out and play wide, and maybe an Arian Foster or someone like that might fit there because he can catch the ball as well. But I'd quite like to see them get a banger. Quite like to see them have that one-two punch of having someone who can well, smash-mouth football combined with that uh, from Latavius Murray. And that would just be a little thing that I'd like to see them improve on going forwards. And then Jacksonville.
1: Oh, man. Uh, loving Malik Jackson. Loving it.
0: So Malik Jackson, big money. 90 million, six years, 42-odd million guaranteed. Now, okay, Malik Jackson is a guy who didn't necessarily... uh, He wasn't someone who we were talking about two years ago. He's had one good season, and he's had a good season in defence which had Von Miller and which had Derek Wolfe and which had DeMarcus West. So Mm -hmm. all of that, we can't say about Olivier Vernon, he was only good because he had those guys around him and then not say the same about Malik Jackson. But I love his flexibility. He's playing as a D-end in a 3-4 in uh, Denver. I think he'll be kicked inside to defensive tackle with Jacksonville. I think you pair him on the same side as uh, the returning Dante Fowler when he comes back and we see what he can do and he's a guy who can take up two blocks he's a guy who still got double digit sacks in a defence that did feature Von Miller that did feature DeMarcus Ware you know he had an incredible and he, those sacks came from so many different positions I think he had three and a half from outside he had two and a half from D tackle uh, yeah, he was playing all over the field I fumble love his fumble
1: recoveries all of these things
0: I love his athleticism I think he's the perfect kind of fit for them. And I looked at that and I, I was like, I desperately need, I think where they really need to improve is defensive line, every state of the defense, defensive line, they need inside linebacker to help because Paul Poslosny is now about 85 million years old. They need secondary help. They went and got Tashawn Gibson, who's one of the uh, you know real playmaking safety mm. uh, from the Browns. We're just hearing, uh, literally now. I've had a tweet through. Uh, Adam Schefter's just tweeted, say not tweeted me. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had should,
1: a tweet through. Yeah, uh, he tweeted me Shef, personally. Schefty
0: texted me and just said, Schefter's um, uh, Prince Mukamura is visiting with them right now from the Ooh. Giants. So they're impro- they're trying to improve at corner. Yeah. And then, whilst we were like, and they were smart to drop out of the Olivia Vernon race. So on the defensive side of the ball, they're doing everything they need to do. And they they're gone. We've got big money. We've got ninety million spend. We've got to start winning now. And then there was Chris Ivory. And
1: see, I love this.
0: I, I was talking about the landing spot of Bruce Irving being perfect. Chris Ivory. There's a real concern he was going to go to somewhere who were going to want him to carry the ball three hundred times. And as we saw in London. He, If he's in, on a good day, he can carry the ball 150 yards and a couple of touchdowns. But he flashes. And what would, he really needs is to go somewhere where he's part of a a two-back set that can be a true committee. And I'm never that big a fan of running back committees unless the guys have similar skill sets, are pretty interchangeable, and I think that's what he's going to have with TJ Yeldon. I think TJ Yeldon struggled in goal-line carries, which is why they had Get- Toby Gerhardt there.
1: Who was rubbish. <laughs> Uh, He's a huge upgrade from
0: Toby. I think we can say right now that Chris Ivory is a huge upgrade from Toby Gerhardt. They've probably slightly overspent on him. But when you're a team who's consistently picked in the top five, you do have to overspend on these players. I think Jacksonville had a very good day yesterday.
1: I mean, $10 million guaranteed, 32 over five years. He's a 27-year-old. So they've actually covered their backs when there could be that drop-off in about two or three years that they could cut him and, and not be totally hit with it. I think it's a fantastic move. I really do. And that almost makes, I think that makes their offense comp- pretty much complete. They re-sign Mercedes Lewis. So he is the complimentary to uh, Julius Thomas. I, I love what the Jags are doing on offense. And yeah, strengthening the draft on that defense. A bit of helping out at, 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 in the backfield and at corner, and as you said, I, the Jags are going to lo- are looking really sexy this year.
0: Let's uh, let's talk about the rest of the running backs that went elsewhere. So the Jets we mentioned already earlier. Matt Forte comes in
1: there. Matt Forte. Oh, they- oh. <laughs> Actually, yeah, we we talked about uh, Chris Ivory, and it's a really good fit for for the Jags. I think this is a fantastic fit. What the Jets needed is. Uh, they did they, they don't really use their tight ends as pass catching tight ends and they couldn't really use Ivory as a pass catching running back what Forte does better than anybody else and he did this in the, the two years ago the most catches and uh, and yards for a running back is catching the ball out of the outfield but he also has that that pressure up the gut I lo- I love Matt Forte and I've loved him at, at, at Green Bay that was probably never ever going to happen but for <laughs> for the Jets all they need now is is either Fitzpatrick to re-sign or Colin Kaepernick to come in. <laughs> I, I really love what the Jets have done with this. I think it's a fantastic, fantastic move.
0: Fitzpatrick's an interesting one because I think they've almost played that perfectly and they've got lucky with that. But now where is Fitzpatrick going to go? Maybe Denver, but I, I, they've not really shown interest in him. So they've let him go and test free agency. He's not finding he's going to get the money he wants. He's going to come back to the Jets and they're now going to sign him for what they want to pay him rather than having to overreach by two, three million dollars a year for a guy who, let's be honest, he had a great season, but in a perfect situation, good running game, the best wide receiver tandem in the league, a decent line, a very good defense, keeping, you know, making sure that he had plenty of time getting on the field and making plays. There, There were so many elements that came together to make it exactly to make it the perfect potential season for the man the myth the legend i think he can't do that elsewhere and i'm still not sure he's going to do it with the jets again next year (laughs) yeah but i i I think but if he does i do do think he ends back up there now now that everyone else has moved around and there's you know i think that's probably where he plays next season again
1: the Jets have also signed Curry Robinson, re-signed Bilal Powell, so that, <laughs> so those are uh, they want to go committee mentally. Well, I don't think it's quite committee, but it's it's that they'll be the third down guys where Forte will be the mm-hmm. the one and two. And I th- I think what they've done in uh, in offense is really exciting. I look at,
0: uh, I, Liam Blackmore made a really good point on this. Said basically they hope he fulfills a similar role to, uh, LaDaini Tomlinson, what he did in their AFC Championship run in 2010, right towards the end of his career, that he can be that similar kind of pass catching back. Uh, looking at other running backs, Doug Martin, Doug Martin, big, big money, terrible nickname. The Dugganaut. No, I, 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 I'm sorry, but I love a nickname which has just a little bit of panache about it, that's got a good backstory, and I, just don't understand why he hates the Muscle Hamster so much.
1: Muscle Hamster's alright. Did you see that he sent out a tweet or an Instagram, uh, picture of, of a statement and then signed it the Dugganaut? Prick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: but, very but good I, running I like, back season last yeah. year. 27. Alright, they've paid him big money five years. $37.5 million is no small amount for a running back. But he was the perfect fit for them, as he showed last year. He now gets to go back, have another year with Winston. They're going to have those big pass catchers available to them. That offence looks exciting again. They promote the offensive coordinator to the Mm -hmm. the head coaching job. Uh, Theoretically, if they're trying to catch capture the same lightning in a bottle that they did for last year, and with Jameis Winston having another year, and they've brought in J.R. Sweezy, who... Actually, I think they slightly overpaid for it, what he can do at guard when I see that, uh, we, we talked about the fact that they, um, uh, that they lost. Why is his name completely gone from my head? We literally talked about him for ages in the last show. Uh, the former Patriots guard who I said has the potential to be Logan Mankins. a Hall of Famer. Logan Mankins. Logan Mankins to J.R. Sweezy is a drop off and they're paying J.R. Sweezy more than they would have paid Logan Mankins. But it's not a bad plug and play considering Logan Mankins was going anyway. they didn't lose him because they weren't willing to pay, and they lost him because he
1: wanted to retire and I think what they're going to do is probably look at that area in the draft and and mold someone into exactly what they need and then there's the hashtag
0: tighten up hashtag tighten up is the worst team hashtag in all of the n f l
1: right i I just don't know what it means
0: i like i think they're trying to say like tighten up like get tighter, but
1: oh tighten up
0: yeah tighten. i Terrible. What's the point? It's an awful pun, but DeMarco Murray signs with the Tennessee Titans. I'm not sure I like that fit, but, yeah, he has some ability. I I just think they could have bought in one of these other guys who's available and got the same level of production and probably cheaper, but, they, all they had to give up for him was in the fourth round. They're swapping picks with the Eagles, so they're moving down kind of ten or thirteen spots in the fourth round. That's not the end of the world. Uh, they brought in Rashad Matthews from the Dolphins. I love that signing. He had a great year last year. Uh, they brought in Ben Jones as well, which shores up that side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and actually, I would know. I want to kind of save it back a bit when we do winners and losers. But yeah, I, I like what the Titans did to an extent. I just Demarco Murray feels like a bit of a spent force to me.
1: He he joked uh, that he had a year off in Philadelphia <laughs> last year. He, yeah. he said that recently. It's quite so, accurate, uh, and he's right. Um, yeah, it's a that's a really tough one to to analyse. I know that's why we're here, but um, <laughs> I think it will be. Let's wait and see until about four weeks into the season to see if it's uh, Philadelphia, Demarco Murray or Dallas Demarco Murray that we'll see. Uh, the scheme is slightly different. Um, we know that Demarco Murray will is is a guy, is a north south guy. Didn't like getting to that edge. Um, wasn't keen on the pass catching, and I think that's the kind of running back that actually they need. The Titans need, but I'm sure when they've got a player like him, they'll probably try and scheme him to it, and perhaps use Mariota as a bit of a, a play action beast. I don't know. It, it's going to be really exciting to to see how they use him.
0: Uh, just a few other deals to mention Tyvon Branch going to Arizona I, I don't dislike it, maybe overpaid slightly the Chargers upgraded their defence uh, with Brandon Meadbane and their secondary with Lowry, Alex Boone going to the Vikings I think is a great signing, it makes the 49ers much weaker of course at the interior but he's been a big nasty guard for a few years now and if they're going to continue running the ball with uh, with Adrian Peterson and maybe allowing their quarterback to make plays with his legs, that's a good signing. Uh The Broncos continue to lose players as Danny Trevathan went to the Bears 12 million guaranteed 24 and a half million over four years they've not overpaid Danny Trayton actually I think a Super Bowl winner probably could have got more money than that elsewhere but between him bringing in Bobby Massey to shore up the line I don't really dislike anything the Bears did. Mm. I, I don't think it's particularly exciting. Uh, and then there were the re-signatures as well, um, just to mention a few of those. Uh, Jeremy Lane resigning in Seattle is massive. Heloti Nata uh, for the Lions to help on the line. Mark Barron at the Rams, they massively overpaid him. The Bengals, great business for the Bengals yesterday. Pacman Jones back with the team. Iloka back with the team. Vinnie Ray back with the team, who was so, so good when Vontae's
1: Perfect went down at linebacker. All of that is great. Sanu goes to Atlanta. Marvin Jones goes to Detroit. That that leaves them weak on on in the wide receiving core. And we know that it's not as strong a class this draft as the previous two or three. I'm worried for the for the Bengals and and supporting AJ Green in that situ- in that. Uh, in that respect but they do have tyler Eifert. So. no
0: no very good shout and they definitely need to try and go out and get a couple of number two a number two and a number three receiver kind of guys i want to talk receivers in a moment let's just rattle through a few more all oh, right sorry sorry uh, no no head. it's fine just, again. just getting through them Orlando McLean, fine ian williams love that re-signing we actually spoke to him when he was uh, in san francisco for the super bowl we might bring that to you at some point charles johnson carolina panthers well done <laughs> 11.5 million cap hit Cut him. Brought him back for three million dollars. This is
1: great. That's yeah.
0: unbelievable. So brilliant work from them. Uh, Richie Incognito returning to the uh, re- returning to uh, the Bills. That's important for them. Alongside Cordy Glenn. I'm surprised they managed to find any money for that at all. At tight end, some bizarre moves at tight end. Ben Watson leaves the Saints and goes to the Ravens. I mean, he's like 84 years old. <laughs> uh, the Saints pay Kobe Fleener. ludicrous. This is money. insane. I mean, for a guy who, I mean, he's getting about seven million a year. He's just a big wide receiver. He can't block. And he's getting, I think he's getting only about half a million a year less than Dwayne Allen was paid to stay in Indianapolis. Ryan Grigson did something good yesterday. Well done, Ryan. Yeah. Who who would have
1: thought? Who would have thought, Ryan? I think uh, I've got a, um, a, a big thing for Dwayne Allen. I think he's brilliant. I thought he had a really good 2014 15 season. Um it, there was a drop off last year, that was to do with injury. I think uh the quarterback going down, uh, not having Andrew luck throwing to him basically, and I think they retained the better tight end. No doubt. Uh, another tight end move which I thought was actually oh, very interesting. Oh, I love this. Is the Darius Green to love Pittsburgh. I love it. I love that. And they got him really cheap. I think it's twelve million over three years, which is unbelievable. This is a guy who has been sat behind Antonio Gates, the, the second best tight end there's ever, ever been. Uh Ladarius L- Green, oh, oh,
0: oh, 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 that's an argument for another time. Tony Go- hey, Tony like, uh,
1: Gonzales, hey, Tony Gonzalez! Uh, hey, Tony! Hey, uh, Tony!
0: Tony Gonzalez is probably my number one. Antonio Gates is probably a stretcher, too. But he's a great player. He's a great player. And they he re-signed for two years as well. But go, go ahead,
1: Ladarius Green.
0: Right, I said the Steelers needed to look and see if there was an elite tight end to take here because imagine what that offence could do with a pass-catching tight end to add to Antonio Brown, to add to Martavis Bryant, to add to Le'Veon Bell coming out of the backfield, to add to Gi'Angelo Williams as the complementary back. And they went out and got Ladarius Green, who in flashes has looked superb. Didn't necessarily get the opportunities there. He's going to a much better team in Pittsburgh. Not necessarily a much better quarterback. I love Philip Rivers, although Big Ben has been brilliant the last 12 months or so. like He's just got better and better. Mm -hmm. I love this signing. They kept Ramon Foster as well, and as Kelvin Beecham told us in uh, San Francisco... Uh, Ramon Foster staying there was a big part of whether or not Kelvin Beecham would be willing to do a team-friendly deal when he re-signed with them because he sees him like a brother. They keep Kelvin be- Beecham, they keep Ramon Foster, they get Ladarius Green in that building, then they can take this draft and they can focus it all on that defence. And there's great defensive linemen in this draft and there's a couple of really good linebackers. And if they can focus on that side of the ball, get some
1: secondary help, this could be a Super Bowl team next season. Do you know the thing about Ladarius Green at six foot six. He really will be a fantasy darling.
0: Fantasy darling. <laughs> can, look, he—he'll be a that,
1: cow like <laughs> He'll be that red zone threat. You cannot put two men on Ladarius Green and Antonio Brown and try and cover Le'Veon Bell and be everybody, Martavis Bryan and Marcus Wheaton. The the Steelers, Steelers, that offense is insane.
0: You know the thing with Ladarius Green as well. While we're going to continue giving him some love. Ladarius Green is a six foot six tight end who it, uh, has previously run a four, five, three, 40 yard dash.
1: Holy moly. At six foot six. So he's Woo-hoo!
0: fast. He's big. He's got decent hands. Uh, if properly given the opportunity, mm, I love that. Uh, we are like nearly at the end of this podcast and we haven't talked about the fact that Calvin Johnson has retired. Who?
1: Calvin Johnson,
0: after nine years in the NFL, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer in my mind. He's a nailed-on Hall of Famer regardless. Uh, Maybe he won't get him first ballot because of Charles Woodson and Peyton Manning, but we played out that brilliant audio. If you want to hear Nate Burleson talk about Calvin Johnson and what the the kind of man he is, go back and listen to that show. It was a couple of shows ago. It'll be labelled up. Go to gridiron-magazine.com forward slash gridiron show. Uh, It was a fascinating chat with him, and I just... Calvin Johnson, phenomenal. Marvin Jones was the best wide receiver available. They're paying him $8 million
1: a year, and him and Golden Tate look like a decent tandem. I love Marvin Jones. But it's I, not Calvin Johnson. I know he's not Calvin Johnson. No one else is Calvin Johnson. I, I mean, it, I, literally, no one else is Calvin I think
0: Johnson. As a, I think as a Green Bay fan, you should be very, very pleased. I'm delighted. Johnson is no longer I'm in delighted the because the
1: amount of times that he's... he's but I, I know that it's Doug the wrong, Matt it's, Stafford out of a f- D- done that uh make a note of that for your for your edit uh but the amount of times he's run all over us but or caught all over us um, and <laughs> it's it, 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 it will be great not to see 81 lining up against us again but he hasn't been 81 for maybe a season and a half only because of injuries i still yeah, think well, he's got the yeah. ability yeah he's still got the ability but because of the injuries and because it slowed him down the production hasn't been there that must have swayed him that must have, must have swayed him and it's sad to see him go from a league point of view because I do love watching the best players regardless of where they're playing this is what stuns
0: me though Atlanta have brought in Mohamed Sanu for 7 million dollars a
1: year that's insane right
0: No, no, he can still throw though. But (laughs) there is that. He could play quarterback when Matt Ryan drops off again.
1: No, no, they've got Matt Sharp. What they, oh god, (laughs) I forgot about that.
0: (laughs) What they were desperate for there is an outside guy, a, a big guy, a fast guy who could just play on the outside, take up that kind of outside corner and allow Julio Jones to play in the slot if he wants to play on the outside on the other side if he wants to uh, you know he can run every route in the route tree he's fast he's you know he offers everything but it just takes that little bit of pressure off and actually do you know who would have been the ideal signing marvin jones marvin jones, jones. <laughs> yeah. marvin jones yeah. would have been brilliant at the falcons <laughs> next year <laughs> instead they've got Mohammed sanu who they've only paid a million dollars a year less and is nowhere near as productive i don't
1: dislike Mohammed sanu i think he's a good player but I don't well, think he's, he's good. a great player. And He's good, and I think that's all he'll ever be. Whereas Marvin Jones is a very good player. <laughs> yeah, again, not great, but very good. Yeah, you know... If and it- that distinction for a million dollars... Silly. Silly! What do you think of... Um, the charges getting travis benjamin from the browns 12 million guaranteed i think 24 over three uh, three or four three years
0: he was he was okay on a bad browns team last year and he offers a deep threat and i think he takes some pressure off keenan allen and allows keenan allen to go out and make plays in that same way we're talking about julio
1: jones he's a very good pass catcher he stretches the field when you've got rivers who can throw the ball deep
0: i i don't dislike it but i just uh travis benjamin i can't get myself excited about it no
1: no no it's fair enough
0: let's talk okay let's let's round things off because we are approaching the hour mark we might even get this podcast in at under an hour ollie which would be absolutely stunning don't believe you uh we've talked about all the moves from yesterday so just tell me who were your big winners and your big losers from yesterday which teams do you look at and think i love what you did i hate what you did
1: oh man this is this we've is, kind of
0: rough. talked about it over the show but just give me your your kind of your top
1: line I th- i think uh, from a defensive point of view Good, I think the Bengals in, in all of their re-signing, I think that's a, that's fantastic. But I think they've done badly offensive-wise to to lose those players and not and not sort of get anything in return. I, th- I really love what Oakland have done. I think they've been brilliant, and the, I know they've spent big, but what they've brought in and they've addressed their their immediate needs. I think that was uh, their their. Big winners. In Who would have like known this? Reggie Jackson was actually a half decent GM? <laughs> <laughs> Three years ago, we were calling for his head. Uh, he's had two
0: really good drafts back to back and now looks like he's doing well in free agency. For me, the biggest winners yesterday are fans of the AFC South. Formerly the AFC disgrace. They've now got, okay, so they've got Andrew Luck and they've got the Colts and we know that that team could come back next year and do something. They need to get offensive line help. They need some pass rush help. We've been saying that for two years. Yep. But there's potential there for them to be a good team. The Jags look great now. And if they... Uh, they've drafted well the last couple of years. If they draft well on the defensive side of the ball, the offense looks excellent with Bortles. They probably, he's been, he was sacked too many times last year, 51 times. So some offensive line help wouldn't go amiss, but I like what they did. The Titans now, I mean, if you look at what the Titans have got in their offense, when you first of all consider that obviously Marcus Mariota had a great first season, so they got DeMarco Murray, who I've admittedly said I'm not so sure about, but I think he could be good. You've then got Doriel Greenbeckham, Kendall Wright, Rashard Matthews, Delaney Walker, all oh, right, they're not, you know, the, the Packers at their the height of their powers with Jordy Nelson, but they, or the Steelers at the height of their powers, mm. but that's a good offense now. Or oh, it has the pieces to be a good offense, and they can they improve the offensive line as well. The Texans went out, they finally got themselves a quarterback. We, all oh, right, he might end up being a bust, but they went out and they did the big spend, and they went out and got a big name running back as well. The AFC South should be incredibly competitive next
1: season in theory and i i and the losers of the browns i mean yeah we, we spoke why they're so bad and, and why they're the biggest losers what has been your one player that you think has been the best acquisition so from a from a, a value point of view a need point of view what do you think has been the the and and, and what it'll bring the team for what they you know for what they needed and what what could it mean for 2016
0: that's an incredible question and (laughs) (laughs) one i one i don't know if i can answer uh i uh, single player who is that i mean the problem is you want to look at the really big impact players i actually think uh who you mentioned to the raiders could be that guy uh they've paid him a huge contract for a guard but uh, it might be malik jackson you know 26 years old it's a massive contract defensive leader he could really change what that defense is when it comes to getting pressure on the
1: opposition quarterback
0: so it might be him it might be the most expensive
1: player in the draft in
0: in, Ah. in free agents
1: well second most bringing
0: back Georgia Loka for the Bengals as well I know you mentioned it already but that was quite big for me I loved Mitchell Swartz oh
1: there's so many of them I don't know I Uh, really like a couple and we've spoken about them I like Matt Forte and I really like Ladarius Green. Nice. I think I think that is going to be a lot of. I know, I know I said it about Jimmy Graham last year, um, but I think that's a lot of a lot of value that they've got there for someone who was who's been underused in the NFL, who hasn't had much re- hasn't had much playing time, and therefore it's going to be fresh. I think that's a, I think that's a, a great signing. I know this, uh, there
0: is, uh, obviously by the time this comes out, we're going to put it out straight away. There are no edits bar those bleeping of the swearing. So, uh, just a quick run through of some of the other guys who are still available right at the top. And Eric Weddle, uh, you know, I, if the Jacks hadn't got to Sean Gibson, I'd love to have seen him go to Jacksonville, but he can definitely do a job for someone. and I don't expect him to stay in San Diego. Russell O'Coon is a quality left tackle starter when he's healthy he's had health issues ryan fitzpatrick is obviously still out there available robert Ayers due to visit with the bucks can play defensive end and defensive tackle mm-hmm. he's interesting uh reggie nelson turns 33 but had a really good season last year we have just heard prince of Mucamora being is being moved on and is visiting with jacksonville i mentioned a couple of linemen but donald penn is definitely worth mentioning there as is kelvin beecham Mitchell, russell okong is still around I mentioned him already but that's fine cool. <laughs> casey haywood's another one as well uh decent <coughs> slot corner but green bay seem to have decided they can't afford his contract chris long really good high character guy uh Injuries have restricted him in the last. Well, two I mentioned years. it. I mentioned
1: it uh, a couple of pods ago that Green Bay. I think it was last pod. Green Bay see value in in um, picking up these guys to play in the secondary in in the draft. So I think they 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 can see saving a lot of money by bringing someone in, and they've got previous in 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 getting these guys coming from college NFL ready. So I, that doesn't surprise me, Casey Hayward not staying at Green Bay. It would su- surprise me if he did. <laughs> So, otherwise, I
0: think we're all good, Ollie. Now, is there anything else you'd finally like to add? No great in which case (laughs) thank you so much for listening to the show I'm trying to do a live outro for the first time ever so I don't have to edit it in so thank you for listening keep checking us out on Twitter at Gridiron let us know what you think of our thoughts of free agency so far still all those big moves which could be made so keep an eye on our Twitter account as well at Gridiron check out Sports Travel Tours at sportstraveltours.com
1: Ollie Hunter thank you very much some exciting draft show news possibly next week oh this is the Gridiron Show